the 27th of July, 2006, episode 40. The Rookie Designer, with your host, Adam Hay. Rookie Designer is a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Let's take a look at the starting lineup. A huge issue that we face as designers is confidence. It's really magnified when we're looking for work or when we're just starting out in a new position. And this lack of confidence could come from varying talent levels or education levels or just plain being overcritical of yourself. Today I wanted to talk on these points and also share a website that was sent to me by a listener that I thought was very valid and and very good information that we should all know. So the big news for this week, the podcast has been nominated in the education category for the podcast award. So first and foremost, I want to thank everybody that went up there and voted for me and nominated me for this. Obviously it worked. Uh, There's several, several education podcasts out there and they only chose five of them to be nominated for an award, and we are one of those five. So thank you so much for for going up there and doing that if you did so. Uh, We are going to have another period here starting this Saturday, which would be the 29th, I believe. No, wait, it starts Friday. Friday the 28th, you're going to be able to start voting for me, which obviously is very important. We're not over the hump just yet. We have been nominated, but we're up against four other podcasts, some of them very, very good ones. To uh, we got to beat these guys out to get that podcast award for the for the show. So the other ones that we're up against, uh, Japanese Pod One Hundred and One. This one I see up in the top of uh, Podcast Alley all the time, every month. So a uh, pretty popular one. Uh, the Word Nerds. Never heard of that one myself. Uh, what's up in astrom- in astronomy? And that one's pretty self-explanatory, I guess. And the big one here is Tips from the Top Floor. And I'm sure you've heard me talk about this one before. I, I do love this podcast myself. It's all about uh, digital photography. The guy does a very, very good job. And he's actually the one that won in the education category last year. Now, this guy gets tons of Podcast Alley votes every every month. He gets like hundreds of them. So this is going to be our main competition here. We got to try and knock this guy out because uh, he's definitely the front and foremost competitor here. So I know probably a lot of people that listen to this show also listen to that one. And obviously I'm not going to tell you not to vote for him, but hey, maybe you could just give me a few extra votes on this show than you do for him because he definitely doesn't need it. He has a lot more people listening than than we do here. He has a lot bigger community, and he's been up and running for like a year and a half, so he does have the advantage there, but hey, it'd be nice to beat him out. So, uh, you know, if you can go up and vote, you're going to be able to vote 15 times, just like you could for the nomination process, and let me actually just go through the rules right now. Um, Obviously, nobody can vote yet. It doesn't start until Friday. But the voting process is a lot like the nomination process. Voting is going to last 15 days. Basically, it'll end the end of the day, or midnight, I guess, on the last day of voting. Each person slash IP will be allowed one vote per day. 
meaning whichever computer you're on, you can only vote once every 24 hours, just like the the last time. All voting will be done from podcastawards.com, the same site that you voted for me on the last time. Um, just a bunch of stuff about how you can't set up scripts and you can't use uh, other voting applications. Everything has to be done in their website. And they have safeguarded this thing to make sure that you don't cheat. Now with this one, it says a verification email with a clickable link will be emailed to you so that you have to verify the vote. So it's going to be just like Podcast Alley where you vote, you get an email, you click on the link, and then your vote is counted. So make sure you do that. You don't want to try and vote and have it not work. And again, you know, if you have the time and you think I'm worthy of this award, and I sure hope that you do if you listen to me, uh, just go up and give me as many votes as you can, as, as much as you have time for. It's not going to take very much time, but, you know, if you got a couple of minutes, just get up there and do it. And while you're up there, let me actually give you a couple of suggestions of shows either to listen to, and maybe if you listen to them and like them, maybe you'll vote for them too. Tips for the Top Floor is actually up for the People's Choice Award as well. And I'll be voting for tips for the top tips from the top floor for that category. So if you like that show, maybe vote for them in that category instead and uh, give me the education vote. Um, let's see. There's a couple more. My buddy that does a music podcast, I might have mentioned it before. I'm not sure. He does the Plan 9 Rock Show, and he's up for an award in the Podsafe Music category. So maybe give him a little vote there. And also in the Mature, Keith and the Girl. And if you haven't listened to this one and you like kind of, I don't know, grotesque type of humor, if you like Don and Drew, you'll probably like this one too. Keith and the Girl are very funny. It's just kind of like a comedy podcast where they sit around and talk about different news stories and different things that happen to them. It's really funny. So I'll be voting for that one as well. But there's a bunch of other ones up there that you can vote for. And if you're going to go up and vote for me, I, I... Strongly suggest that you go up and vote for some other ones that you like too, because all these people work really hard to uh, put the content out there. All right, enough about that. Uh, I'm also on a, a new site. It's kind of like a directory. It's kind of like Pod Show. You can actually join and be a listener and listen to different podcasts there and get friends and all that kind of stuff. So it's kind of really like Pod Show. It's called Blueberry, and you can find that at blueberry.com. And you spell that B-L-U-B-R-R-Y dot com. So go check that out. All my shows are up there too. Uh, the servers. We had big problems last week. As you probably noticed, if you went to the site, it was either really, really slow or just did not load at all. Everything seems to be working pretty good now. So i uh, going to knock on some wood right here while I'm saying this, but everything's back on schedule. I haven't had any problems this week, so hopefully that continues. And I apologize for any slowness or any problems that you had last week. Um, Kitty actually brought it to my attention that there was lots of spam being posted to our forum. So what I did, I went and changed the permissions. There used to be some categories like rookie designer category and quick tips category where you didn't actually have to be a member to post in those. Um, now, every single category, you have to be a member to be able to post. You can still go up there and read it if you're not a member, but you're not going to be able to contribute anything unless you register on the form. And that's just to, to safeguard us from getting tons and tons of spam, which is everywhere these days. One last thing, uh, if you are signed up at adobe.com, 
to get their emails. You might've been getting some offers lately. Uh, just wanted to mention one. There's a, there's an offer out now for the Adobe production studio premium. And, uh, this is quite a few things. I looked at the price and I said, wow, it's like $1,700. But what you get with this is After Effects 7, Professional, Adobe Premiere Pro 2, Adobe Photoshop CS2, Adobe Audition 2, Adobe Encore DVD 2, and Adobe Illustrator CS2. So you get quite a lot of stuff in there and it comes with Adobe Bridge as well, which we looked at a couple weeks back on Quick Tips. If you saw that, so uh, quite a bit of stuff in there for $17.99. Looks like a pretty good deal. So if you do uh, video editing and DVD and it has the sound program, the music program that goes with that stuff. If you do that stuff and you're on a PC, uh, this is not made for Mac. It's only made for PC. We went over that last week, how this is kind of the rival to Final Cut Studio. But if you are on the PC, sounds like a pretty good deal to me. And I don't know if that's on special or anything. It doesn't look like it is. So you should be able to get that price pretty much any time. All right, let's get to the topic at hand. So today we might be doing a little bit of a review. And it's almost going through earlier what I was going to be reading through today. It, it kind of is review, but it's it's kind of like a best of almost. Because it there's a lot of things pointed out here that are from several different other shows that, that we've already gone through. But anyways, um, I've, all, I've been seeing a lot of posts on the forum about people doing job searching or interviewing for jobs or just going through that whole process and having a bad time with it. And I've also received several emails from doubtful designers, people that just, you know, they're kind of like, well, I don't know if I have the skills to do this or I'm not as good as uh, the other people at my work or I just don't think I'm good enough to do the job. And this is an issue that comes up so many times. And like I said, we talked about it before. Confidence is a big thing here. And you really can't judge yourself against other people. You just got to go with what you, what you're doing. We're always going to be our worst critic. So in cases like that, it's, it's always a good thing to, to take your artwork and let somebody else see it. Now, sometimes you'll show it to somebody who maybe doesn't know design or isn't a designer and they'll say, oh man, that's so cool. And that doesn't really help you either because, you know, these people are just, you think they're just saying it just to, to make you feel good. So try and give it to another designer or try and put it like, put it up on the forums and let some other designers take a look and tell you what they think and, and critique it for you. And a lot of times you're going to find that people do think, you know, something that you think isn't very good. They're going to think it's good because when you work on something for a certain amount of time, you've seen it far too much. So you, you're you no longer outside the picture. You're no longer, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Well, let's just say that you're no longer non-biased, I guess. I can't think of the word that I was trying to think of. Anyways, uh, you look at things differently when you're, when you're deep into it. And a good example of this, I when I used to play music, when I was actually in the band playing the songs, you kind of overanalyze everything and you don't just listen to the song to listen to it. You don't just enjoy it. You got to pull every single piece apart, every single note, every single beat. And you're not really able to enjoy the music on the same level of somebody that would just, you know, pop it in their CD player and play it and listen to it. So you got to keep this in mind. And 
like I said, it's always good to, to hand your work off to somebody else and get another opinion, get a second, third, fourth, fifth opinion on it before you just totally trash it because you think it's crap. So I do have a couple of points I want to talk on here before we uh, go to the website that I want to share with you. And I'm going to try my best not to make this a motivational speech. I'm probably already doing that a little bit, but uh, there are some things that you need to keep in mind when you're going through these issues. And the first thing I want to talk about is education and degrees. Now, we talked for a whole episode about formal versus self-training. And we also talked about interviews and when you're interview when you're in an interview to not give up negative information. Don't tell them the bad things about yourself. Now, usually there's going to be a question in there that says, what are your weak points? Or what what do you think you're you're going to have trouble with? And then, yeah, you have to come up with something. But you shouldn't just go in there and automatically start offering up a bunch of bad information about yourself, obviously, because it makes you look bad. Now, going back to the degree thing, degrees are not, they're absolutely not necessary to secure a job. You can get a job as a designer without having any kind of degree. Now, do they help you get a, a job? Yes, they do. Mainly, they're going to help you get your foot in the door. They're going to help you get that initial interview. Because if there's five candidates and uh, two of them have degrees and three don't, and they're only bringing in two people to interview, chances are, unless your work is just completely amazing and they've already seen your portfolio, chances are they're going to pick those two people with the degrees. And then after that, they're going to go. Now, that's obvious, That's not going to be the case in every place. Some people don't care. Some people are going to be like, you have to have a degree to work here. Other places might not care at all. It might be a firm that was started up by somebody who taught themselves, and maybe they have more of an affinity for people who teach themselves. So you never know. But you should never get discouraged just because you don't have a degree. Um, but if you do have a degree, then definitely make sure they know that because it certainly can't hurt your chances. I think basically the key here is to just kind of feel it out. And if you, if you think that it might be a negative point, if you think this might be somewhere where they're going to want you to have a degree or they're going to want you to have taken classes rather than teach yourself, then you definitely don't want to mention it unless you're asked again. If they ask you, then you pretty much got to give up the information. If they ask you how you learn the programs, you're not going to lie. You're going to tell them, well, you know, I did X, Y, and Z to learn the programs. But, you know, feel it out again. I mean, you don't have to offer up this information, but again, if you if you go and you interview and it is somebody per se that taught themselves how to use the stuff, then that might be a, a selling point for you. You might actually offer up that information saying, oh yeah, I, I did that myself. I actually have taught myself this, this and that to be able to get to where I am right now. Now, there's also lots of etiquette as related to a job search and Sometimes this stuff can be pretty unnerving. And there was a post about this too. Uh, somebody said that they got an interview. It was supposed to be a phone interview with this employer. So they uh, they were waiting by the phone and they never called. I think that's how it went. They never called. So they ended up calling the place and the person that was supposed to do the interview wasn't there. And then I think they called one more time and it just wasn't available. It wasn't going to happen. And they were wondering, you know, am I looking too needy because I call too much? Well, if you have an interview set up and they're not making it, I'd say, no, that's not going to make you look needy. 
if you put an application in or put your resume in and they say, okay, we'll get back to you. And then you call the next day and then you send them an email the day after that. And then you call them again the day after that, then yes, that looks needy and employers are not going to like that. You don't want to be in their face the whole time. Um, sending one follow-up, like say if you emailed a resume in, send another follow-up email a day or two later and say, I'm just trying to make sure that you got my resume. That's totally cool. But don't be trying to contact them every day being like, I want an interview. You know, when are you going to contact me? Because that's a good way to turn them off. Uh, this is a pretty basic one, but just always keep a positive outlook no matter what goes on. And I think one of the very hardest things to do when you're in the interview process or when you're just, even when you just apply for a job, the hardest thing to do is not get excited about it, especially if it's a job that fits you very well and it's a job that you really want. It's really hard to just tell yourself, okay, I'm not going to get excited about this until, until I know what, you know, if I got the job or not. And, you know, it's just human nature. You're going to be excited about it. You're going to want the job. So you just got to kind of put it on the back burner and keep looking for other jobs. Don't just give up because you found this one job that would be perfect for you. And you think, oh man, I have to get this job. Make sure you keep searching, you know, even if you get an interview, even if you get a second interview, keep searching for other jobs in the meantime until you know that you have that job. Um, my next point was it's very seldom that things actually work out the way they're supposed to. And I, I realized, I don't think I've shared this story before about how I actually got into the design field. And if I did, well, I guess I'm going to tell it again. But when I got out of school the first time, I went to, I went to my school twice. The first time I got my associate's degree, they actually didn't have a bachelor's program at that time because it is just a, like a career college. It's not a university. So the first time I got out, I went on interviews for months, or actually I did job searching for months and months. I got only one interview. I went to that interview and had to take like a skills test. And I think I pretty much blew it because I never got a call back on that one. Um, it's very competitive here in San Diego as well. Every time there's a job open, there's about a million people going for it because there aren't too many. But um, so I basically worked at a, like a sub sandwich shop for almost a year after I got out of school and I didn't, I did some design stuff on the side, but um, nothing major. It was mostly just to build up my own stuff. It wasn't making me money, but I waited about a year before I got my first job and that's the job I'm in now. But when I first started that job, I didn't get hired for the job that I'm in now. I actually got hired as a temp to do manufacturing, to put um, basically assembly of these units that we make. And then once I got in there, they found out that I had the talents that I have. They needed me to do certain things. So I kind of moved in that position. But, you know, you can see this, this was a very roundabout way of getting into a design position, but it was a way to get in. So, you know, sometimes things don't go the way you want them to. Sometimes you don't get that perfect job right off the bat. And that's why I've said in the past, if something comes up and it's not the perfect job, it's not, maybe it's more production than creative maybe you shouldn't pass it up. Maybe, uh, maybe that's your ticket to get into the whole thing. And then after you're there for like a year, then you can start searching seriously and, and you've already got that year under your belt. So you're going to be more attractive to employers. Uh, back to the guy that, that, or the person that had the phone interview and 
because I kind of gave him him some advice too that maybe this is telling you something about the company that they set up an interview and you called twice and they were never there to to do the interview. What does that tell you about this company and do you still want to work for them? So this kind of gives you a chance to feel out the company as well. The whole interview process is for both sides. I think a lot of people going into it thinking I have to impress them. This is all about, you know, me putting on a good face and making them want to hire me. And yes, it's a lot about that, but make sure you go in there and ask questions yourself. You want to make sure that this is the job for you, that this is a job that you want, because once you get that job, you should stay there at least a year. It's not going to look good on your resume if you're jumping all over the place. The keys to the game brought to you by techpodcast.com. Our key command for today is to move an item or an object to the front or the back in Illustrator. And there's a couple different ways we can do this. We can move it all the way to the front with one key command or all the way to the back, or we can move it up one layer at a time. So to move it all the way to the front or the back on the Mac, we're going to press command shift in either the left or right bracket. The left bracket takes it to the back, right bracket takes it to the front. And on the PC, pretty much the same thing, control shift in left or right bracket. Now, if you wanna just move it one layer at a time, then you're just gonna press command, left or right bracket on the Mac, or control, right or left bracket on the PC. So this next segment that we're gonna go through relates more to talent level. And this is something we've talked about before also. We did a show about not being classically trained in art or, you know, if, are you right for design or do you have the skills for it? Or do you need like a ton of skills to be a designer? And again, there's people out there and this probably goes through a lot of people's minds. I know it has for me. Maybe I'm not feeling totally creative. Maybe I'm not as creative as the next designer. And uh, one of our listeners, uh, Constantine, I think that's how you say it, hopefully, he sent me a great site with tips for junior designers, meaning designers who are young or very new to the field. And these are tips that will help you survive without your creativity skills being totally developed, meaning there's going to be people in the workplace that are more creative than you or have been in more years and they're just they're better at the processes. So these are things that you can do to, uh, to kind of take it up a notch and be a good employee as well and really get on the good side of your, your art director or your boss or what have you. And again, this is all from this website. This website will be in the bullpen. I can't really say it because it's got about a million slashes and dashes in it. And it's like a mile long. So I'm just going to put it, it'll be up on the website at rookiedesigner.com in the bullpen and in the show notes. So, uh, all right, let's go through it. The first thing they have here, and let me just say first, this is like a blog that's written by uh, a guy who's a design student and another guy who is a designer. So uh, definitely a good little blog to, to look at. And it's actually called Life Clever, and it's Tips for Design and Life. So the first little tip they have here is work quickly, produce a lot. And this is a pretty important one because if you can't be the most creative person in your job, then maybe you can be the quickest one. And quickness is a very important thing because time is money. The more things that you can get done in the shorter amount of time, obviously your boss is going to be pretty happy with that. So the first thing they talk about is idea generation. I'm just going to 
kind of graze through the, the bullet points here. First thing they're talking about is being able to create a lot of ideas in a short amount of time. So it says in, in the early phases of a project, worry more about generating a lot of ideas instead of trying to be perfect with your ideas and try and generate many distinct ideas rather than variations of the same idea. And the way I like to think of this is kind of like when you're maybe you're doing thumbnails for a, a logo. A lot of people will start that way. They'll make one design and they'll just keep tweaking that one design to make variations of it. Whereas some people will go out and they'll try and make like 15, 20 thumbnails that look completely different. And that's really the best way to go about it. Of course, it's not the easiest way, but it is the best way. Uh, last bullet point here is don't be afraid of dumb ideas. And that's an important one. No idea is a dumb one. Just sketch out everything you can think of or put down on paper all the ideas you can think of. Don't worry about if it sounds like a good idea or not, because that's, again, that's trying to be too perfect. The idea is just to get as many things out as you can. Uh, the next one they go into is production. So this one deals with uh, knowing your software and knowing, knowing how to get things done efficiently and effectively and get them done quickly. If somebody needs to comp up something, you need to be able to either draw it up or take it into Photoshop and make a comp real quick. Um, some of the bullet points here, uh, seek help by asking another designer how to do something or actually just going to Google and looking for answers that way. If you have problems, you need to get past those problems very quickly. Uh, keep updated on product announcements, tutorials, and updates. And that's pretty important. If there's updates to the software that you're using, that can help you do things more effectively. Or if there's things that are holding you back, if there's bugs in the program that are fixed, you want to know when that update comes out so you can get that installed. Try out and adopt new software. And this is just a good way to be a, a multitasker and be able to take on more things and, again, do them more quickly. You can do things more quickly if you have more tools available to yourself. Uh, last one is read blogs, blogs like this one for tips and tricks. And of course, we'll throw this podcast in there as well. And also the forum. Uh, if you need to know an answer pretty quickly, go up on the forum. And uh, usually within a day, you can get an answer from myself or one of the other, one of the other designers that are, that are up there. The second section, attend to details or attention to detail, which is a big one. And we've talked about this one before, um, mainly with the spell check. You don't want to ever hand something to your art director or your boss that has spelling errors. This is something that's very easy to, to pick up on. And if you don't, it's going to show that you're not really paying attention to your work. So make sure all the little, make sure to cross all your T's and dot all your I's, I guess you would say. All the, make sure all the little things are in check. A uh, couple of their tips in programs with layers, such as Photoshop and InDesign. Name and order your layers with logical naming convention so that everything's kind of in order and it's easy when you pass it off to someone else, they're going to understand it easier. If you have linked or placed images in a file, make sure they work when you package them for your creative director to review. And that's a big one. You want to make sure that uh, you have your images folder along with your file and that everything links up all right so that if they go and try and print it, everything's going to work there. Make it easy for your manager to give you feedback by making a list of specific questions you need answers to take the project to the next step. Um, that might go a little far. You might not always have to do that, but at least know the things that you need to know to, to keep your project going so that you can ask those questions when it's time to ask them the questions. They might not have time to talk to you all day. 
you might not be able to go back five times and ask them. So make sure you know everything that you need to ask them about your project. The next point here is to be versatile. If you're versatile and flexible, then uh, you're going to be very valuable to the company. If they can stick you in a, a very various different positions or if they can put you on many different projects, obviously that's a very good thing for them. So this might be where knowing lots of different software comes into, into play, knowing lots of different techniques, and being able to uh, troubleshoot problems or do workarounds for problems is also going to help you out in this area. The next one is make an effort to learn. And this is something that I always stress, and I have been for the last 39 episodes, been stressing that you always make sure that you're willing to learn things and that you practice self-training all the time. If you, obviously, if you know more than the other people, I mean, some people that work with you might be more creative, might be better designers, excuse me, but they might not know as much as you in terms of applications or certain ways to, to get around problems. Some of their bullet points here are seek out mentors. And that's a very good one to do. Try and make friends with at least one person at your work and kind of shadow them if you can and learn from them. Like I said in the past, the best thing you can do is hook up with another designer and learn how they work. Even if they know the same exact things, they'll be able to show you a different way around problems, a different way to work. And that's going to be beneficial to you. Choose jobs based on those that let them learn the most. And this is another one we've talked about. Don't always choose a job just because you already know how to do it. Maybe choose something that's a little challenging for you so that it's it's going to make you learn something during the process. If you're not learning anything anymore, then you're going to end up being useless. Have projects outside of work. And uh, this is a big one. I think everybody pretty much does this. I mean, this is a, this is a no-brainer. At the very least, you can have, you can work on like a portfolio site or work on your own portfolio, making new pieces for it. But it's always good. It keeps you practiced in everything. Participate in the design communities by attending lectures and other events. And uh, you're already doing that by listening to this. And it's, it's always a good idea to go to seminars if you can afford them. Anything where you can learn something new is, is definitely a good thing to do. Keep up with the technology. And this kind of goes back to the software thing. If, if there's new versions of software coming out, they usually have new features. So the first thing you want to do is go and learn as much as you can about that. So when you do upgrade, you'll be able to jump right in and use those new tools that, that the software company has given you. Uh, the next section is anticipate problems. And this is a good one. And it goes back to being able to do workarounds for problems or troubleshoot problems. And this could have to do with many different things. Uh, design basically is working around a problem. Like how are you going to solve the problem of how we're going to design a piece? It could also be troubleshooting things that go wrong with your computer or things that go wrong with a certain file or just a certain way to, to get something done in an application. But it also has to do with the grander scheme of things, of recognizing if there's going to be problems with the project that you're working on. Uh, the bullet points here are point out p- potential production issues that might might delay the project. Obviously, you're going to be on tight schedules, so you want to make sure that, that you let your boss know if something is going to happen that delays that schedule. Uh, one thing that might be, if you're going to need more time to actually execute a task, make sure that you let your managers know. You don't want to let them know the last day that, oh, this isn't going to be ready tomorrow. 
you need to identify that problem right off the bat and, and tell them ahead of time so that they can figure out what they're going to do. Either put another designer on with you or try and move the deadline back. Uh, another one here is alert managers when work falls out of the out of the project scope. So if you're kind of getting sidetracked on something, and that's going to relate to deadlines probably, if you get sidetracked on something, it can tend to slow a project down. So you want to make sure that you uh, let them know if that's happening. The next thing they put up here is set goals. To be to be effective as a designer, to be hungry as a designer, you might say, you always got to have goals. You want to be shooting for something higher. You always want to be challenging yourself. You always want to have something to ascend to. And uh, this also, I mean, this relates to any job. This is going to look good in your manager's eyes or your art director's eyes if you want to eventually end up with more responsibility. If you're somebody who just wants to sit in, in their cube and do production work all day and you want to do that for the next 20 years, you're not looking like a very good employee because they need people who are going to grow with the company and take on bigger roles and take on more responsibility. Uh, their pull points that they have here, um, maybe let them know skills that you want to learn or responsibilities that you want to have, like we said, or type of type of projects that you want to work on. Maybe you start out and you're just doing uh, Photoshop or illustrator work. Maybe you're just doing kind of the low level work, low level production work, and you want to ascend to a more of a position where you actually get to use your creativity in the design. That would be a good example of that. And the final one is to display a positive attitude. Like we said, put on that happy face. Even if things aren't going right, you always want to, to try and be the positive one at your job. Um, the bullet points here, no matter how junior you are, mentor others by sharing information you've learned. Another thing that I've just harped on episode after episode is make sure you share what you know with other people. Because that looks good. That looks very good to employers. They don't want somebody that's just going to kind of be to themselves and, and not share anything with other people. And again, if you take on, a, if, if you have a mentor yourself and they're sharing stuff with you, well, you need to share back or they're, they might actually stop sharing with you. It's a give and take relationship. And you can really get a, a lot out of it by doing that. So make sure that you teach others what you know. Even if you don't think you know that much, you're still going to know something that they don't. Uh, identify problems in the studio and find ways to make them go away. And this kind of goes back to the whole problem solving thing or uh, recognizing problems before they happen. If you see things that are unproductive, maybe, maybe you're too junior to make them go away yourself, but at least mention it to a manager or an art director and, and make them recognize the problem so that it can be fixed. Uh, ask what you can do to help. This is always a good one, especially if you don't have much to do. Don't just take the attitude that, well, I don't have anything to do, so I'm not going to do anything. Always ask what you can do. Ask if there's a different project that you can jump on. Uh, maybe you can use your time by shadowing somebody and learning from them. But always take that attitude that you're never done. If you have a, a, a spare moment, there's something that you should be doing. So go ahead and ask them what you should do. The last one here is just kind of a, an office thing. Avoid gossip, gossip and talking ill of fellow coworkers. And uh, <clears throat> I mean, this is just common sense. You don't want to make enemies at your workplace. So 
Well, that was pretty much it for that. Like I said, there's a lot of good tips in there. A lot of stuff that, that that's kind of review for this show. A lot of things that we've talked about before, but it's always good to keep going over and over these things because even if you're not a junior designer, a lot of these things apply to you. It's just good to have this knowledge and to practice these things as much as you can. It'll make you a better designer. It'll make you a better coworker. Just think about if you have a coworker that you despise of, that you don't like working with, it's probably because they don't do a lot of these things that we pointed out today. And just think of the other person that you're working with that may be nice. You don't want them to think that of you. So make sure that you do all that you can to be a good employee and a good coworker. Now that's what I call a rookie mistake. Our tip today actually comes from something I did last week. Actually, it was this, it would be this weekend. Uh, if you watch the latest quick tips for designers that I put out on Tuesday, you notice, you may notice that the, the audio was really kind of messed up. And this was all due to my uh, not checking the settings on the capture program that I use. I use Snaps Pro X to capture the screen and also to capture when I talk into the microphone at the same time. I had used this on a different project and totally messed up the settings because on that one I just needed screen capture. I didn't need the microphone. So I went back and I changed all my settings back so I thought to everything that I had and uh, I didn't. The, the audio was set to a, a very low bit rate and by the time I recognized it, it was too late. I had already done the whole thing. I, didn't, I would have had to go back and record the whole thing which I didn't really want to do and didn't have time to do. So. The tip today is make sure that your settings and your applications are all set up before you start working. A couple of places, and this isn't always going to be like a setting or a checkbox that you check on. A good example of that is if you're in like Photoshop or Illustrator, sometimes you go and you'll save something and you'll just hit, you'll just hit enter, go ahead and save it. And then you're like, where did it go? Make sure that you know where you're saving something. I think that's a big one that probably a lot of people do all the time. Uh, if you do do that, you can always go back and just save again out of that program and just see where it's pointing to, and then you can usually find your file. But always make sure you know where you're saving. Another good example is if you're using Final Cut Pro, first thing you want to do is go to the uh, the settings and, and see where your scratch disk is pointing at. For those of you who don't use Final Cut Pro, the scratch disk basically shows you where, where the files are being saved, because in Final Cut Pro, there are certain files from your document that are automatically saved by the program into a certain area. And wherever that scratch disk is pointing to, that's where it's going to save them. So if you got it pointing to some odd folder, uh, it's probably not the best thing to do. It's You're going to have your files strewn all over your computer. You're not going to know where to find them later. So there's another example of settings that you need to set that are good to set before you execute something. But just make sure generally that you know any settings that you're going to need make sure that they're they're all right before you go through and do your whole project things are getting a bit out of hand looks like it's time to go to the bullpen the bullpen entry for today again is this website that i've been kind of skimming over and again the the website is a blog by a couple of designers it's called life clever tips for design and life and you can find this at www.lifeclever.com and that'll get you to the site. I'm actually going to, the link I'm going to put in the show notes 
is going to be going to the exact page that I've been reading off of. And I recommend that most of you or all of you go and just read through this thing. There's a lot of stuff I skipped over, but it's, it's just good things to know and good rules to live by as a designer. So before we wrap up here, once again, I want to thank everybody that voted for me and nominated me for the podcast award. We are in the, the five finalists for the education category. And starting Friday, you can start voting for me again, and hopefully we can get this thing won. Um, you're going to go to podcastawards.com, and like I said, you're going to be seeing a list. I'm not sure exactly how it's going to be set up, but you'll see a list of the five in the education category. Make sure you vote for us and uh, vote for any others that you want to win a, an award. And then you're going to submit your vote. You're going to get an email with a link in it. And you're going to need to click on that link, and then your vote will be submitted. So it'll work just like Podcast Alley. If you've ever done that, then it'll be a familiar process. But to be able to do that, you'll be able to vote once every 24 hours. And it goes on for 15 days, again, starting this Friday, which is the 28th, which is tomorrow. <laughs> um, so you'll be able to vote 15 times if you're that adamant about voting for me. And I hope that you are we're going to need all the votes we can get. As always, if you want to contact me for any reason, you want to ask me a question or submit a topic for a podcast that you'd like to hear, you can contact me several different ways. You can email me at adam at rookiedesigner.com. You can go to myspace.com slash rookiedesigner. You can Skype me at username titanstrides, or you can use the call-in line 619-573-4043. Don't forget to add a one in the country code if you're calling outside the United States. And you can, last but not least, join the forum, which is a great idea. And man, I think we had about 10 people join since last week. So we're getting very close to 200 people up there. And lots of people sharing lots of good information, answering questions. So if you're not a member yet, become a member. And also you can go up there, you can post remarks. You can also put topics for a podcast, for a future podcast if you want to up there as well. I want to thank everybody for listening and supporting the show and making the show so great and making it a finalist for a podcast award. It certainly wouldn't be anywhere near that without you guys, without this great community that we have of excellent designers. So I want to thank you once again, new listeners and old. All right, that's it for this week. And just remember, Everyone's a rookie before they're an all-star. That one's high. It's got the distance. It's high.